It's Wednesday, June 12th. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. Today, we're diving into the violent protests erupting this week in Hong Kong. We'll connect the dots on how an extradition bill and Hong Kong's complicated relationship with China are making waves. Then, President Trump is playing the executive privilege card to keep documents about a census question under wraps. We'll give you the details. And finally, we're remembering the Pulse nightclub shooting three years later. We're here to make your Wednesday smarter. Let's skim this. Today's episode is brought to you by Wayfair Registry. It's the fastest growing wedding registry for a reason. We love it. We think you will too. The most complicated story today is about Hong Kong. Over the last few days, hundreds of thousands of people have been protesting a proposed bill that would allow Hong Kong to extradite, meaning turnover, people who are wanted for crimes they committed in other places, like in mainland China. Hong Kong's technically already part of China, but it's also semi-autonomous. So it gets to make some of its own rules, at least for now. Critics say this proposed law is just the latest example of China trying to exert more control over people living in Hong Kong. The bill's up for a vote in Hong Kong's legislature next week. People have been protesting since April, but they came out in droves on Sunday around the Hong Kong legislature. It got so crowded that people couldn't get out of the subway stations. Today, the protests intensified, and police started using tear gas. Dozens of people have been hurt. There's a lot of history here, so we're going to break it down. What's the beef between Hong Kong and China? Why people in Hong Kong are so concerned about this bill and how this bill could have a ripple effect globally. Like we said, Hong Kong is a part of China, technically, but it hasn't always been. Back in the 1800s, China and the UK fought wars over Chinese tea and how the Brits were selling opium to the Chinese to get it. In the 1840s, the UK took over a small, rocky island called Hong Kong. In 1898, the two sides made a deal. China basically leased Hong Kong to the UK for 99 years. Then, in 1997, the alarm clock went off, and the UK turned Hong Kong back over to communist China. The UK insisted that Hong Kong have what they called a high degree of autonomy, meaning Hong Kong gets to continue running its own economy and that they get to keep having freedom of the press and of speech. China agreed to those terms, at least for another 50 years. After that, all bets are off. So now, Hong Kong has what's called a limited democracy. Their judicial, executive, and legislative system looks more like the UK's. And people have certain freedoms that people in the rest of communist China don't have. It's part of the reason Hong Kong has become a hotspot for Chinese dissidents. But Hong Kong is still technically part of China. The agreement is one country, two systems, and their economies have also become more intertwined. So the relationship is complicated. But China hasn't really stuck to its agreement to back off and let Hong Kong be its own place. In 2014, China passed a law requiring that candidates for Hong Kong's legislature had to be approved by China. Thousands of Hong Kongers took to the streets for 79 days of protests. It was called the Umbrella Movement, Police used tear gas on them, too. And in recent years, more pro-Chinese government lawmakers have been elected to Hong Kong's legislature, including its current chief executive, Carrie Lam. 
her government proposed this new extradition law, but she denies that Beijing put her up to it. Lam says the law will stop Hong Kong from becoming a safe haven for dangerous fugitives. Critics agree that Hong Kong's been a safe haven, but they say it's for people opposed to China's authoritarianism. They're also really worried about this new law. China's been in the habit of kidnapping people from Hong Kong and holding them in detention without trial, like the owners of a bookstore that printed books criticizing the Chinese government, or a billionaire businessman who disappeared one night from his hotel in Hong Kong. If this bill passes, this would make it actually legal for China to crack down. But that's not all. The bill could have a ripple effect for Hong Kong's economy. Hong Kong is considered a safer space for global businesses than the rest of China. Businesses are less regulated in Hong Kong than in mainland China, and it's easier for companies to work things out in court. The U.S. has had a special connection to Hong Kong since right before it went back to China. Basically, the U.S. treats Hong Kong like it's independent in terms of trade and economic matters. For example, Hong Kong is exempt from the tariffs that the Trump administration has put on Chinese goods. Now, bipartisan leaders in Congress, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, are saying they support the protesters. If Hong Kong's legislature passes this bill that would give China more power, you can expect Congress to review whether Hong Kong still deserves that special status which would be a major blow to Hong Kong's economy. So what's the skin? The bill being protested in Hong Kong today was scheduled for a debate in the city's legislature this morning. Now that debate's been delayed. But Chief Executive Lam, who, like we said, is backed by the Chinese government, says she'll make sure the bill goes through. In the meantime, Amnesty International has called for Hong Kong's police to stop using force against the demonstrators. It's unclear when the unrest will stop, but protesters seem ready for the long haul. They've started setting up first aid tents and makeshift barricades all around the city. Back in the US, the Trump administration is exerting a different kind of control over some documents. We'll explain next. It's wedding season. And if you're thinking about where to register, we recommend Wayfair. They have everything from traditional kitchen items to furniture. Plus, they offer free shipping and returns for you and your guests. Yes, even for the big stuff. Right now, Wayfair Registry is offering Skim This listeners $50 in Wayfair rewards when you create a registry. Just use promo code SKIM50 at wayfair.com skim50. That's wayfair.com skim50. It's been another day on Capitol Hill. This morning, President Trump announced he's exerting executive privilege over documents related to a new question on the census, keeping them under lock and key. House Oversight Committee Chair Elijah Cumming and other Democrats weren't happy. This begs the question, what is being hidden? So what's going on? You might remember that there's been a debate over a question on the 2020 census. The Trump administration wants to ask people whether they're citizens. I think it's totally ridiculous that we would have a census without asking. That's Trump during a news conference today. But the question is being challenged in court. People are worried that immigrants, both documented and undocumented, will pass on filling out the form because they're afraid it'll be used against them, which could mean fewer people being counted in the census, which would have a huge ripple effect on state budgets, voting districts, and more. Administration officials say the question is meant to help enforce the Voting Rights Act. That's the law that protects everyone's right to vote. But the House Oversight Committee has also been looking into it. 
A couple of months ago, the committee asked Attorney General Bill Barr and Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross to show them their files. They said no. So the committee voted to subpoena those docs. While all this was happening, last month, other documents came out from a prominent, now-deceased Republican strategist. He wrote a study in 2015 that showed that adding a citizenship question in the census would help Republicans in the polls. And then later, the same guy wrote part of a Justice Department letter saying the citizenship question would help enforce the Voting Rights Act. Dems say that proves the question was actually intended to gerrymander districts in racist and partisan ways. The administration denies that they used his study. So Democrats want to see all the documents that show how they decided to add that citizenship question. But after two months of crickets, today, the committee chair got a letter from the Justice Department saying that they're not turning them over. President Trump is asserting executive privilege. Here's committee member and New York representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Nobody wants to be in a position where you have to issue a subpoena of an administration official because we are a co-equal branch of government and it should be expected that when we ask a question, we get a response. But when we don't, we have to do our job. Republicans have spoken out against the hearings, calling them a waste of time. Here's the committee's ranking member, Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan. The idea that the administration is stonewalling this investigation, even in the chairman's words, engage in a cover-up from the, quote, top, is just ridiculous and doesn't jive with the facts. Today's drama came just a day after the House voted to give lawmakers the power to sue anyone who defies a congressional subpoena. And since the Trump administration is keeping a lot of officials from testifying or providing Congress with documents, the list of lawsuits might get pretty long. The Supreme Court is expected to give a thumbs up or down on the census question in the next few weeks. Today marks the three-year anniversary of the deadliest attack against the LGBTQ community in U.S. history, when a gunman opened fire at the crowded Pulse nightclub in Orlando, Florida, and killed 49 people. This week, three House representatives from Florida put forward a bill to designate the nightclub as a federally recognized national memorial site. Here's Florida Congressman Darren Soto announcing the bill on Monday. This will give this hallowed ground the federal recognition it deserves, especially for those who lost everything, and we will never forget them. The bill says the site would not become part of the national park system. Instead, One Pulse Foundation, the nonprofit established after the shooting, would maintain control of the site and construction. They've already raised $14 million of an estimated $50 million they need for the memorial and 49 endowed scholarships. Pulse was a dark cloud, but there have been a lot of rainbow moments in LGBTQ plus history, too. We've got the ups and the downs in our Pride coverage. Head over to theskim.com slash pride. Before we go today, we've got a fun fact coming to you from Brazil. Brazil is already one of the world's biggest party capitals. But now, the party is heading to the delivery room. And by delivery, we mean babies. Turns out, C-section parties are a thing. Brazilian moms are spending up to several thousand dollars for delivery suites in private hospitals with a bunch of special perks for party guests. Think floral arrangements, a balcony, and a minibar and a window to the action. 
obviously in full hair and makeup. Brazil has one of the highest cesarean rates in the world, over 55% compared to a low end of 15% in countries like Finland. The US is around 33%. But the World Health Organization is actually campaigning against elective C-sections, saying they're almost twice as deadly for mothers as natural birth and require a lot more recovery time. So it might be safer to save the party for the baby shower instead. And that's all for Skim This. Thanks for listening, and be sure to hit subscribe and rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get our morning newsletter, The Daily Skim, by texting the word SKIM to 66866. It's everything you need to know to start your day right in your inbox.